Welcome to the Propane Fitness Podcast. This is an old article I wrote about six months ago during exam period, and you can probably tell it's coming from a place of pain, but there were some great insights that came out of it. So it's called Productivity Demons, Search and Destroy. You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain. With none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. I hate the vagina. Never thought I would say that. It's already mid-January and I don't feel like a new me. It doesn't even feel like a new year. I've basically only left this chair to use the bathroom. It's exam season and this medical degree is starting to take the pedal to the metal. So I've been attempting to learn the path of the trigeminal nerve and the facial nerve and all the other cranial nerves in which fossa they arrive from and what they innovate and their pathologies, etc. Repeat for the rest of the brain, pelvis, immune system, and so on. Kill me, please. Times like these bring out the procrastination demons like nothing else. I'm noticing myself compulsively flicking off my notes and onto social media the closer I get to the exam. Despite proving to myself again and again that half working is a fruitless task, here it comes creeping back in. So I took a note out of the Paul Mort book and asked the uncomfortable questions. So this podcast is a two-in-one. First of all, a six-pronged attack on the procrastination demons. And secondly, how you can apply this framework to achieve any goal this year by knocking out the obstacles. So this still applies to you if you're not a student. Just bear with me and I'll tie it back to fitness. I encourage you to follow along with me with a notebook, or if you're in the car, you can do it in your head. If you don't, this will be nothing more than a semi-entertaining listen. This is all an exercise in honesty where the real beauty is in the probing. Shining the light of consciousness onto the areas that we hide from ourselves. So, time to dig up the dark reaches of your mind. Your demons can't hide from you once you're staring them in the face, and then you can work with some kind of actionable plan to work through them and knock out your obstacles. So let's begin. Write down a current goal that you've previously struggled to achieve. There has to be a degree of pain and frustration here. The more comfortable you are with your current state, the more you're able to rationalize away the fact that you haven't hit your goal. You convince yourself that it was never really that important anyway, and you're fine just the way you are. Self-acceptance is great, but it's not going to help me pass my exam, and it won't help you hit single-digit body fat. So I chose to write out this process on something that's non-fitness related, so that I'm not contaminating my answers, uh, your answers with mine rather, and uh, you can come up with your own honest ones. Also, be as candid as possible with yourself. You don't have to show anyone your page. Um, although I'm publicly naming and shaming myself, this is something that the more honest you are, the more you can get out of it. Just had to shut the window. Somebody singing outside again. Right, so the process goes like this. First of all, ask the questions. Next thing, establish a plan of action. And third, get accountable and measure your progress. Keeping score of your progress is paramount. Paul Mort says, if you don't have the courage to keep score, you open up the space to lie, rationalize, and justify. If you need accountability, join the Propane Protocol group, which is now called Simple Fat Loss and Muscle Gain with Propane Fitness, and post your daily habits, training, nutrition, logs, whatever. It's all free, and we all keep each other accountable in there. So first of all, the uncomfortable questions. You can always check back on the article if you miss any of these um, we've got it's all written out on there but I'll, I'll read through the questions and then i'll go through it myself 
So write your responses to the following questions, being as unfiltered as possible. Get the obvious answers out of the way, and then continue to sit with the question until the real nasties start coming out. The questions aren't gospel, so feel free to go off-piste, whatever it takes to probe your sore bits. It's a bit like foam rolling, you've got to get the hockey ball right up into your piriformis to release it, and you may have to wiggle around a bit to find where you are specifically sore. So question one, what is the pain of failing? Why is it important to you? What's your medium-term goal with a specific 90-day checkpoint, and what are some measurable criteria that you can use? Number two, what are the perceived obstacles? Why haven't you achieved it already? Number three, what would you be most afraid if people found out about you? Number four, what is the biggest lie that you're telling yourself about this? Number five, are you making progress and how do you know? Number six, what are four things you can do this week to achieve that? And number seven, how are you keeping score? So a common response to these kind of probes, including myself, is to dismiss the whole thing as puerile. You know, oh, this is bullshit. I don't need your stupid pro little process. I understand, but you're resisting it because you're scared. And I'm saying that because I was scared. I thought I was above it. When I ran through it, I thought, actually, this is really coming up with something here. So here's a worked example of those questions with procrastination around exam time. First of all, medium term goal specific checkpoints, measurable criteria, and why is it important? Checkpoints, 20 days, 115 units of learning, six units per day, allowing five days for review, all scheduled in iCal. How do I know if I'm on schedule? We go back to those daily checkpoints. What's the clear deadline? Exam day, so the 90 day goal in this case is not applicable. What's the goal for that deadline? be able to reproduce the key points and fiddly details from each unit. Finally, why is it important to me and what's the, what's the pain of failing? I need to pass the course. This is only two outcomes to these exams, either doctor or the bozo that blew um, the tuition fees for fun. So what are the obstacles and why haven't I achieved it already? The obstacle for me is the festive season. It's my kryptonite, and I'm basically the Grinch incarnate, where the world is grinding to a halt to celebrate what isn't even Jesus' birthday, and it means that the gym is closed, the library is closed, as you may know, I prefer to be uncomfortable when I work and somewhere outside of the home to minimise faff. Miserable weather, poor sunlight, no appeal to go outside, it's a recipe for seasonal affective disorder and vitamin D deficiency. Next thing, we've got the illusion of more time spent equals more work done. And then also the increased amount and density of data to learn this year, which causes me to fatigue earlier on in a study session. Then the procrastination monster strikes, preying on the moments of weakness. And before you know it, you've got 12 tabs open and you're watching Shoe Nice eating a ketchup and shampoo sandwich. Finally, the fluency illusion. Mistaking familiarity with the material with mastery of the content. That one's really common and I'm a sucker for it. Next question, what would I be most afraid of if people found out about me? For me, it would be that I'm being a hypocrite. I've recorded a podcast on productivity before, yet if I'm not following my own advice on time boxing, managing decision fatigue, etc., then that is pretty shameful. And I didn't exactly smash last year's exam. There's also a pressure to be the bastion of effortless execution, 
as the cover babe of propane fitness. Next question, what is the biggest lie that you're telling yourself about this? The lie is that I can just grind it out and it'll be fine and that I don't have to tell anyone. And I could just lie to you guys and say that I'm some kind of productivity Jedi that never falls ill to temptation. And that I'm using the convenient excuse of my lack of revision being down to keeping up to date with propane commitments. The truth is, I'm allowing the commitments to take over and often cherry-picking the lowest priority tasks to avoid doing the hard stuff. Procrastination out of fear of failure or not doing something perfectly. So if I give myself an easy out, then that's one way out, but it's a slippery slope. Also, the obstacles are insurmountable and that I'm somehow special because I'm working full time. Now, I know that's an excuse. I don't have kids and propane work is flexible. And there are people on the course who work in care or hospitals before 9am lectures and have kids and still manage to get higher grades. So I think that is uh, null. So let's get onto the solutions. This is all about foolproofing those obstacles. How many of those obstacles can I knock out to foolproof the process as much as possible? And how many of those insurmountable, supposedly, excuses are actually a lie? Number one, gym being closed. Solution is switching training focus for eight weeks to yoga, bodyweight movements, rehab, and even walking, all of which can be done at home. No more feeling physically stagnant and therefore mentally stagnant. I've not tracked macros or body weight, just eaten to hunger, and I'm willing to accept some level of detraining for now, just accepting the ebbs and flows as they come. And you may have also seen, I later wrote an article on um, what happened after three months of not training. So check that out if you're interested. Second problem, library is closed. Solution, create a sacred space at home dedicated only to work. So not lying in bed with a laptop. Remember, if you've seen our article on sleep, you want to reserve your bed for sleep and sex only. I've got a sacred beanbag called Bertha or Baldrick, depending on the mood. I only use the beanbag for meditation and work. Next thing, seasonal affective disorder. So I've noticed the classic winter seasonal affective disorder kicking in again, which is like a mini depression. And it's pretty common in the north of England. For the past year, I've been meditating for um, around 30 minutes in the mornings. And what it does help with is at least makes you a little more in tune to any changes like this in the quality or the texture of mind. And seasonal affective disorder or SAD comes with a distinctly palpable shift in your thought patterns and your mood and your sleep quality. So I caught it early on this time and managed to nip it in the bud. 15 minute sunbed, high dose vitamin D immediately shifted my mood and motivation. There's also some interesting stuff. There's a TED talk linked in the article on the potential for the cardiovascular benefits of sunlight, not specifically sunbeds, but it may suggest that on an epidemiological large scale that it may outweigh the melanoma risk. Anyway, problem number four, dragging out the time. Solution, eliminate distractions, Wi-Fi off, Phone off, notifications off. Don't let anyone have access to you until the end of the day. Back when I worked in finance, I had a wise boss called Christina. She sat explaining some process to me on her computer and then she received an email marked urgent with loads of capital letters. 
She closed the notification and carried on, completely unfazed, and I was like, do you not want to get that? She said, I decide what's urgent. Everything is urgent to the guy who sends the email. This blew my mind. My inbox is constantly under siege, and what's worse is that they're spread across email, Facebook, Snapchat, WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram, text, and homing pigeon. One day I was out for the day and returned to several hundred messages across the platforms, and that was a real wake-up moment for me. I realised that if I was going to sit in and spend my entire day responding to everyone, I wouldn't be able to even respond to all the messages, let alone do anything else. It's a nightmarish game of whack-a-mole. And I realised that the more you respond to these questions, the more they come. And one answer often begets three more questions. I like to consider myself a good person and not to ignore messages. But that has grown into a monster and turned into a compulsive need to reply straight away. All it did was consume me. I've now introduced the following policy. I check emails and social media once a day, 8pm, not immediately on waking like I used to, which is the quickest way to be swept along in a whirlwind before you've even had your cocoa pops. Secondly, any personal questions that I get from non-clients sent via private message are all sent to the free Facebook group, Simple Fat Loss and Muscle Gain with Propane Fitness, where they can get some good answers on there and support from the other members. Otherwise, it wouldn't be fair on paying clients who I promise to get a 24-hour response to. So those two things alone have significantly reduced the flow of messages. Your phone is an annoying, attention-whore little shit that harasses you, but its bark is louder than its bite. Nothing is ever an emergency. And maybe in a few years when I'm on call and someone needs surgery at 2am, possibly, but not right now. Disabling notifications on my phone has stopped me being a slave to it. And yeah, I realise my inner grumpy old man is coming out here, but imagine a world where you could go out with friends for dinner and actually look at their faces. I've also implemented some of Johnny's tips on being an early riser, which you can check out on the website, and uh, including putting my alarm on the other side of the room. Next problem the increased amount and density of data to learn this year, and hitting a wall earlier. Solution, enforced leisure time and the Pomodoro technique. So those are setting up barricades for moments of weakness. When we're managing concentration, um, the problem would normally be, that, or that the solution would normally be to use shorter concentrated bursts. Unfortunately, when the demand gets too large and there's too much material to cover in short time, a useful compromise is to use the Pomodoro technique, which is 25 minutes of deep work, 5 minute break, and repeat. I use a Mac timer, which is free, called Tomite. There'll definitely be equivalents on Windows as well. Next thing, guaranteed fun. Forcing myself to leave the flat early every evening, whether or not it's for a social event or an errand or something. This just creates a hard deadline to your work and induces Parkinson's law, which is that work expands to fill the time available for completion. So that makes time for guaranteed fun. Next, a quick note on discipline, willpower and motivation. You can't expect to be on top form all the time. Motivation is transient and discipline is a limited resource. Steve Pavlina refers to discipline as a backup system that works in tandem with motivation where one compensates for the other. So even if you can start to catch the procrastination impulses earlier and earlier by practicing something like meditation, it's not a complete solution because relying on pure willpower is all fine and well when you're strong, 
but it's not realistic as there will be lapses. So you need to set up your environment to minimize the risk of flaking during those moments of weakness. If procrastination is an autopilot behavior, it follows that you can also entrain new beneficial autopilot behaviors too. So I use an app called, or a Google Chrome extension called Stay Focused, and that can just ban time-wasting websites for as long as you want. It's not my primary defense, but it does nudge you back into reality when you've just unconsciously opened a Facebook tab. Obstacle number six, the fluency illusion. So mistaking familiarity of the material with mastery of the content. Have you ever read a paragraph thinking that you're taking everything in and then someone asks you, what was that about? Complete blank face. Or someone's telling you something important and your brain is like, yeah, yeah, I got this one. And then later on you're thinking, I have no idea what he just said. So the solution, repeated self-testing and active recall. That's why I've made over two and a half thousand flashcards this time, not leaving anything to chance. Finally, am I progressing and how do I know? So we need to keep score. For me, that's daily checkpoints on iCal and using an app called Rescue Time, which is free, very useful, runs in the background and gives you a brutal breakdown of your productivity over a given day. And it compiles you daily reports of the websites and apps that you've been using. Finally, get accountable. So for example, I checked in with the accountability group. Again, the Facebook group on there that's free. If I failed to meet any targets, I posted in there so people could berate me. And I'd encourage you to do the same with any goal that you're trying to hit this year. So try that process. Go back and look at the questions on the article or listen over the podcast again. Run through your own answers and be as honest and candid with yourself as possible for any goal that you're looking to achieve this year. Sit with the questions, let them percolate and then construct a plan and then get accountable. Cool. So I'll see you in the group and I hope that was helpful. Speak to you guys next week.